listening to Nostalgia Be Dead. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm Brandon. A.K.A. DJ Mondo Burger. <laughs> I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. Zach, we're all dudes. Oh, that we are, Brandon. You're listening to another episode of Nostalgia Be Damn, the show where we take some of your favorite movies that you watched growing up, the ones that you're nostalgic about, and we watch them objectively, let you know, are these movies really good, or are you blinded by your nostalgia? This week, we watched 1997's family comedy, Good Burger. Ooh, did we ever. We have a lot to unpack with Good Burger, Brandon. Uh, But before we do, just want to thank everybody for sticking with us. It's been a couple crazy weeks for us, obviously. A lot of more moving and, you know, accessing different parts of the country. But, Brandon, I sincerely feel like uh, we are heading into what is the golden era of Nostalgia Be Damned. Thankfully, because of streaming services like Disney Plus, <laughs> 2020 is going to be a good year. You know what? I'm I'm so excited, and I the reason I bring up Disney Plus, Brandon, is because I that service launched, and a week after I was on Twitter and just watching Nostalgia Be Damned actually unfold on Twitter. All these people watching some of their favorite movies and kids would be like, "This kind of sucks." <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I feel like we're needed now more than ever. It is. And so it's a good time for us to sort of reset, revamp 2020. Like you said, it's going to be good. So if you've got anything on Disney Plus that you're dying for us to tackle, please let us know. We both have access to it and we will try to uh, skip over episodes of The Simpsons and rewatching Star Wars to get to your requests. Exactly. And and what a movie to come back on. Uh, 1997's Good Burger. Zach, it, it's all that, only juicier. That was the tagline. It w- Wait, really? That was the tagline? <laughs> yeah, yeah, clever. I'll, I'll give it to him. Uh, no, it's not, though. And I'm not giving that to him. That's not a... That's... Ugh, <sighs> that hurts. Well, if you didn't know, yeah, Good Burger, of course, based on the comedy sketch of the same name on the Nickelodeon series, All That. Were you an All That fan, Zach, back in the day? Uh, I was. I... I mean, kind of. There were there were some times where I'd watch it. I'd be like, "Yeah, this doesn't really strike me." But I will say, I had two favorites on that show: uh, Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. And those were the two that, like, when they're all that sketch was on, that's when I would turn it on. And so I was stunningly a fan of the Good Burger sketches. And so when this movie got announced, I freaked out. Understandably so, because they even were so successful, so popular, that they got their own goddamn TV series right after that, right? Keenan and Kel, I enjoyed actually much more than than all that. 100%. Keenan and Kel was one of my favorite sitcoms growing up. I thought that show was so good. I, uh, Brandon, I don't know if I ever told you this, I had a chance to interview Kel Mitchell when I was uh, working in news a couple of years ago in Maine. What the fuck, dude? You chatted with Kel Mitchell? Kel Mitchell showed up late to the convention, so I did not get an opportunity to interview him, but uh, I (sighs) wanted to so bad. But you were in the same room that he would eventually be in. Yes, uh, that was also the same same year that uh, Jim Cummings didn't show up on time either, the voice of Winnie the Pooh, so really uh, kind of a disappointing year for me. I do believe I remember the convention you're talking about, and I think the only famous person I've ever met there was Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. 
Yeah, there was a, a wrestler there, a pro wrestler, who asked me to interview him. Nice. Didn't know who the hell that was, but uh, that's my personal connection. But Keenan and Kel <laughs> uh, was one of my favorite shows. Ah, here it goes. There was also, like, those rumors. I think he was one of the first celebrities to really be affected by the death hoaxes, like the celebrity internet death hoaxes. For the longest time, I thought Kel Mitchell was dead. Yeah, a lot of people did, uh, and it wasn't necessarily that he was dead. It was just that his career was kind of dying. Oh, no. Mystery Man? Keenan Thompson's... Yep, Mystery Man. And Keenan Thompson's was quietly but slowly taking off. I am so glad that Keenan Thompson's career is where it is today, remaining at SNL for literally decades. He's he's my favorite performer on the show now. He's still one of the most reliable performers there. <laughs> I love this guy and I it was super He says he never wants to quit. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I hope he never does. Oh, he's great. He's I mean, I was watching the episode that came out this week, the Scarlett Johansson episode. Terrible, but he's a shining spot. <laughs> I mean, the whole episode was just so bad, but anytime he was on stage, it was like, uh, he's killing it. <laughs> of course he is. Oh, man. But yeah, Nickelodeon in the 90s. I mean, obviously, all that was this sketch series uh, with uh, kid actors, essentially, or at least teenagers. It was Kid SNL. Yeah, Kid SNL. But it also brought us the talents of Amanda Bynes, which spun off into her show as well, The Amanda Bynes Show, and that's where Drake and Josh came from. It was just like this giant fucking Senate just eating its own tail forever. There was a point uh, when we were growing up that it seemed like Nickelodeon was the powerhouse in children entertainment. Yeah, no, no one gave a shit about Disney. Yeah, the Disney Channel existed, and in the 90s, we were still loving stuff, or late 90s, early 2000s, stuff like Even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire. But to truth be told, I think most people stuck with the Nickelodeon Channel. Is this our first Nickelodeon movie? I do believe, other than if you count... The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which is kind of based off no. of what, again, we're not going to count it, but technically, this movie here uh, is our first Nickelodeon movie, and it's directed by Brian Robbins. This is his first feature film. He went on to helm such classics as Varsity Blues, Ready to Rumble, Hardball with Keanu Reeves, The Perfect Score, The Shaggy Dog, Norbit, Meet Dave and a Thousand Words. Wow, interesting career that he's had. Uh, shaggy Dog. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> now on Disney+. Plus, uh, he's also responsible for, yeah, late Eddie Murphy's uh, bad flicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God for Dolomite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't seen that yet, but that's on the top of my Netflix list. Uh, Good Burger was not uh, well-received by critics. It has become sort of a cult classic in the years following. It has a 5.7 on IMDb and a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cost $9 million to make and earned $23 million at the U.S. box office and was not released worldwide, so that was its entire box office haul. Now, it placed 83rd for the year of 1997. Now, Nickelodeon movies has released films that were not based on original shows such as Snow Day, Clock Stoppers, Monster Trucks, Nacho Libre. In terms of films based on Nickelodeon shows, Good Burger is the second to last highest grossing one, only managing to earn more than Hey Arnold the Movie. Ah, uh, yikes. Wow. Wait, didn't they didn't Nickelodeon Studios do the a series of unfortunate event movie with Jim Carrey? Yeah, Lemony Snicket. That's technically based off a book series though. So oh, okay. So a non- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yep. 
So movies just based on their shows, technically SpongeBob, uh, Sponge Out of Water takes the top spot, followed by M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. Then there's the Rugrats movie, the first SpongeBob movie, and the most recent addition to the list, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Oh, wow. And I don't know about you, but when I was watching this movie, it is, of course, at the time of releasing this episode, currently streaming on Netflix. It paused a shit ton. This was a terrible transfer, and I looked into it a little bit. Currently, there exists no HD physical copy of the movie. Fans have actually petitioned Paramount to release some sort of 20th anniversary edition, but the only HD version of the film is on streaming services, and it's not a good one. I was going to say, we we also have to reiterate, uh, just to give you a sense of how much of a cult following this movie has fans have petitioned an anniversary of a movie that is a 32 percent on rotten tomatoes a 5.7 on imdb yeah man in fact it's so popular dan schneider wrote a script called good burger to go a sequel to the original film that had ed and dexter uncovering a scandal when a british conglomerate buys the good burger restaurant whew I don't know why it wasn't made. I don't know why it wasn't made. I don't, especially if Nickelodeon was kind of just running it, you know, why not? Yeah, Keenan and Kel started, I think, in 1996, so it was the year right before this movie, so they were at the height of their power. I will say, I was waiting, I waited all 95 minutes or whatever, however long this goddamn movie is, for there to be a single orange soda reference, and there was none. And Did it not happen really disappointed me. Yeah, it shocked me that there's not a single fucking orange soda reference. Well... Uh, I mean, do you remember, and I know we've kind of chatted a lot about this, but do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Where did you see it? The first, I mean, it must have been either on, oh, honestly, yeah, no, I do remember renting the VHS tape, and the only reason I remember it is because the tape was fucking orange. Do you remember this? Nickelodeon released orange VHS cassettes? I do remember that because there was one specific movie that I kept going. I can't remember what it was. It might have been... Rugrats movie? It might have been... The Rugrats movie, yeah, <laughs> that came in the orange. Uh, but I actually saw this one in theaters. What? Yeah. Crazy, right? I feel so sorry for your parents. They must have fucking hated this. Uh, I'm sure this was not a good one for my mom. <sighs> I would say out of most of the releases, this early 2000s, late 90s period, this is one of the most straight annoying films I think I've ever seen in my adult years. If you're looking for a movie that perfectly captures some of the just lack of humor that the 90s had, Good Burger is the movie. It just there are jokes that are made for zero reason other than it seems just to fill time. This reminds me of all of those awful 90s uh, toy commercials and restaurant pizza mm-hmm. commercials and shit like that. It's just nonsense, complete nonsense. And Kel Mitchell's performance in this movie, we thought Adam Sandler's voice in like the water boy was a bit annoying, but this holy shit. Yeah. This film is a good example of why maybe, and, and I know we've done this a lot, taken sketches and turn them into movies, particularly with SNL sketches more so than maybe some all that sketches. But it's a good example of why maybe a character like this is okay one in every five half-hour sketch shows than it is to a 90-minute film. <laughs> exactly. They can't all be MacGruber, Zach. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that's true. They can't all be MacGruber. Oh, man. They can't all, right, all be well, the Conehead. Let's get into this. 
<laughs> That's right. There's so few and far between. Yeah, the good or ones. Or a night at the Roxbury. <laughs> Ooh, that's a few. That's a stay tuned. Um, uh, is all it, right. Though? Well, it is. I, I have one more thing that I have to uh, vent on before we get started. Uh, Abe Vigoda's in this movie, too. <laughs> poor, poor Abe Vigoda. Linda Cardellini's in this movie. Linda Cardellini's in this movie. She plays like a crazy person. I just like, I see Abe Vigoda and like. I, I picture his character in The Godfather going, could you get me off the hook, Tom, for old time's sake? Can't do it, but... And then, like, he gets trotted off to go work at Good Burger. Like, that's Jesus. what I... That's oh, it's how the same I character? The, yeah, it's the same character. <laughs> that's how I see it. Ugh, it's it, And it makes God. it just way more sad. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just no. need to get that off my chest. No, you're good. It's worthy of uh, mentioning. And let's get into it. Good Burger. So we start off with something I completely forgot, and I don't know how many movies actually feature this Nickelodeon drink, soft drink logo, but I do remember the nick spills on the ground, dude. That had a smile on my face, and we begin with something that was very prevalent in 90s Nickelodeon television, stop motion. We get a little stop motion burger assembly. I like that, too. What were those? Oh, yeah. Remember all that? There was that little skit within that show that was just those stop motion animated characters or that they'd, they'd show them yeah, every so they, often there was like the Frankenstein really looking guy into and... stop motion and sort of weird and anim- I remember there was an entire show that was just like stop motion action figures or something yes. like that and I can't remember what the show was called Kablam dude that's what it Kablam. was Kablam <laughs> oh my god we are really deep diving into the, <laughs> to the nostalgia on this episode uh, yeah Kablam they were really into that and I mean to their credit Nickelodeon was always kind of good at sort of humorously working in stop motion to some of their stuff, regardless of whether you think the jokes are funny. Now, at the time, they put in a lot of effort into it. We get the first line in the film, which is going to be the same as the last. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? (sighs) Take a shot every time you hear that in this movie. And uh, you'll have a good night. It's fucking lunacy how often they say it. Well, Ed... This is Kel Mitchell. He's, you know, a simple-minded fast food restaurant employee who is obsessed with making burgers. Although he doesn't actually make the burgers, there's, there's, there's quite the uh, commentary on fast food industry itself where only some workers work behind the counter, some of them are working in the kitchen, and, you know, they all have one singular purpose. It's a real uh, condemnation of, of uh, fast food. Honestly, this movie did more to turn me off to fast food than Supersize Me or or uh, Food Inc., because the preparation of this food is disgusting. Brandon, what the fuck are you talking about? Out, man this is <laughs> this is good burger Ugh, these burgers look what do you mean oh no no i'm dude. not letting you off the hook for this one what do you mean it highlighted what the fast food industry is <laughs> it's a fucking all that sketch turned into a 95 minute movie get out of here and we cut from yeah he's got a hallucination or some sort of dream where the burgers have eyeballs and they're talking to him he wakes up in his good burger uniform already and starts to take a shower in it singing his fucking stupid song that he sang all the time back on all that. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. We even get a fucking Sum 41-like cover of this song later on in the movie. What? And I remember, like, people really being into this song during the All That sketches, and now I sit there and I'm like, what the fuck were we thinking? What was... <laughs> like, there were so many... Like, 
There's a lot of catchphrases and one-liners and songs in this movie that we must have thought was cool back then, but like, it, for what reason? Did we ever? Oh my god! And that's the thing is like, I look back now at at what kids of this generation are coming up with and the things they like, and I feel like an old man looking at it, going, "That looks stupid." But then I can't imagine what my fucking parents must have thought having to watch Good Burger with me. Like, oh my god! I understand why I was abused now. I mean, you, yeah, exactly. Why your mom hit you? Uh, you see it now, <laughs> and you wonder why older generations look at ours and just, ah, kids these days or these fucking young people. And you watch movies like this and you're like, ah, God, they may have had a point. Because <laughs> there's this whole opening sequence where he puts on his rollerblades, he's got to get to work because he's late. And <laughs> I did laugh at a couple of these, like, physical bits, but they're honestly... These are scenes that would never be in movies today. Like, he's he's rollerblading through the middle of the street. He catches on some girl who's jump roping, drags her down oh. the street. Then he accidentally grabs a baby from this woman who's walking by. It gets swapped out for a basketball, and these players dunk the baby. Dunk the baby. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Because I remember just watching... The girl getting dragged by the jump rope and thinking, like, that's all excessive. That's over the top. <laughs> and then they dunk a baby. Although, thank God, it stays in line with the 90s uh, the 90s tradition of having at least one rollerblading montage. Oh, I love them so much. That's how people got around. Yeah, of course. Everybody in the 90s was just rollerblading. If you're anyone who was born in 1999 or later, just know that we were all rollerblading in the 90s. That's all we did. That's true. And this movie, I mean, the plot of it really centers around a car accident. But if we were being realistic, you know, Keenan would have never been in a fucking car in the first place. He would have been on them blades, dude. Yeah, he'd have been blading <laughs> like he does in Mighty Ducks, too. Thank you. Kel works at or Ed works at Good Burger. This restaurant has been in business now for 40 years. It's an institution. However, they are now being threatened by the construction of Mondo Burger right next door. And we are introduced to Dexter Reed played by Keenan Thompson, on the last day of the school year. He's a slacker. He's sleeping in class. His uh, teacher is fucking jingle all the way. Sinbad. Love to have him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Wheat. And his... What is he wearing? His shirt, dude? Holy shit. I, so, is he supposed to be, like... What what is going on with this character? <laughs> I Like, what is he? I get he's a teacher, but, like... Why, why is he, I don't know, I don't get it. The whole thing, the optics of everything confuse me. <laughs> well, yeah, they're really playing up how crazy this teacher is. Dexter winds up leaving school with his buddy. He's driving his mom's car, which he's not supposed to be doing. Ed is now delivering food. Did this fucking thing foresee Postmates? Is that what they're doing? Because it's a fast food restaurant that delivers hamburgers. I, that Back in the 90s, that did not exist. No, I mean, I don't think... At least I don't think it exists. Maybe it existed somewhere else, but I didn't live in an area where, like, they would just go. To, you always had to go pick up your burger. Well, yeah, that's the point. I don't think McDonald's or Burger King were fucking delivering to your house. But anyway, uh, Good Burger does. He's on his blades. He distracts Kel, and he crashes his car into Mr. Wheat's car. That's Sinbad. Not a good day, dude. No, not a good day. And uh, so to make up for it, Dexter has to get a job. So he goes to work for Mondo Burger. And can we talk about the uh, manager of Mondo Burger? 
Goldberger, Kurt. Yeah, fucking nineteen-year-old uh, Kurt or whatever this is. Yeah, I like could have sworn coming into watching this movie that Kurt was played by Neil Patrick Harris. It's not. It's it's, it's most definitely not. It's played by uh, some guy named Jan Schwiderman. Is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, and yeah, I was Jan like, Schwiderman. I think maybe. Jan Schweiderman, okay. And I tried to find out what the hell else he had been in. Nothing. <laughs> since. <laughs> nothing. The answer's nothing. <laughs> he was in absolutely nothing. So, like, some guy who I thought was just Neil Patrick Harris turned out to be literally no one. And he looks like, yeah, the lead singer of, of Sum 41 or, or Power Man 5000. Yeah, exactly. That's. I was also wondering if maybe he was in Sum 41, and he's. I can confirm he was not in Sum 41. He definitely looks like someone who would have been in a band or you would have seen him on MTV at some point. But no, alas, he's. this is his one and done, and what a role to go out on yeah kurt owns mondo burger this guy had a look that was just 90s and if he didn't get it done in the 90s it wasn't getting done any other time (laughs) exactly i gotta admit my hair looked very shockingly similar to this gentleman oh i knew so many guys who had hair that looked like that i can picture you with this hair too what a loser What fuck, a f- dude. Yeah. What a fucking What's- loser, Brandon. Dexter Holland, the offspring guy, idle hands. This yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brandon, it, it just it looks bad. Um, but yeah, Kurt owns the Mondo Burger. And it's a an enormous, an enormous restaurant. I can't honestly compare it to any restaurant I've ever seen because no no establishment exists in the real world, but they're everything, everything about this place is so futuristic and bullshit. They're they're uniforms are like made out of some fucking weird leather plastic bullshit that i can't quite understand why they look like spacemen yeah it it looks like pizza planet from toy story yes yes exactly and i definitely did not just watch it on disney plus dexter needs 1900 dollars to fix this car damage and he mentions that his mom is out of town now we never see his home life or what's actually going on with his parents Are, did they leave him alone this entire summer because the mother never mentions the damage to her car we never see the mom like what's happening uh no he does he does mention it because he's sitting with kel one day um he does mention that his mom is like not happy about it, okay. but you never hear or see anything else from them again. But it's just like it is like it's known that his mom found out and he has to pay for the damage to her car and his teacher's car. Dexter is fired from Mondo Burger because he cannot assemble the burgers correctly. These burgers, by the way, look as though it's like five mcdonald's burgers stacked on top of each other for one burger they're ridiculous it's literally like a pound of of hamburger (laughs) is your one burger it's disgusting yeah Yeah, it looks gross gross. so he's fired he goes to drown his sorrows in a series of milkshakes over at good burger which like i said literally right across the street you know he's offered a job after ed kind of tries to become buddies with him again and 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 we've mentioned ed is 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 a simple man but to the point of frustration you cannot have a conversation with this guy without becoming utterly hopeless <laughs> it, it is and again this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier this works very well in a sketch that's only going to last three maybe four minutes but in a 90 minute movie where you can't have a single scene of dialogue with the with this guy without just like full stopping momentum of the movie it kind of hurts everything going on yeah, I imagine if Forrest Gump had a voice 
<laughs> like this, it would be unwatchable. You know what I mean? Well, and even at least Forrest Gump, like there was a, a strain of thought there. Even if he just like was kind of oblivious to everything, this character Ed in this movie is uh, like you literally can't you can't make any sort of progress in a conversation with him. Dexter is hired by the manager here, Ed Goodberger, lies about his driving record to become a delivery driver here. And speaking of Ed, I mean, this whole place is filled with colorful characters. We mentioned Abe Vigoda at the top, but he is, yeah, late 70s, early 80s, supposedly worked here his entire life and is dying at the Friar. <laughs> so we've also got the, the the guy from Varsity Blues, actually, the big guy. He plays someone named Spatch in this, who doesn't say any words of dialogue, just sort of grunts and eats flies and things like yep, that. Yep, uh, hilarious. And then there's uh, Monique, who is Dexter's soon-to-be love interest. Which, did this feel forced to you, Brandon? It felt forced to me. What did feel forced is when I think one of them says, oh, she's all that. And I couldn't remember if Monique, this actress, was from all that, or if it was just a shameless plug or little meta joke there. Either way, not a fan. Yeah, not big on that. I'll look it up and see if Monique was from. I don't think she was. Well, Kurt comes in. He comes in to throw some shade on the night before, or the night of, rather, the grand opening. Watch your butt, he tells Ed, which we then have to watch Ed circle around, trying to stare at his own butt. Uh, These are the types of jokes you're getting here. Uh, They're coming fast (laughs) and furiously. (laughs) Oh, lordy, lordy. Can confirm that uh, Char Jackson, the uh, actress who played Monique, was not on all that. All right, so I dislike that joke. If she had been on there, it would have been a wink and a nod, but not a fan. It's the grand opening at Mondo Burger. The power goes out at Good Burger. Um, and yeah, so not only are they taking up all their electricity, they're taking up all their business. And the Mondo Burger itself, it's twice the size, but the same price as the Good Burger. So how can they compete? How the hell are they doing it, Brandon? There's definitely some corporate malfeasance going on behind the scenes that we'll get into. Uh, again, a real, real commentary on the fast food industry here by the wise, wise makers of Good Burger. <sighs> Uh, Mr. Wheat, Sinbad himself, comes back from the mechanic. He now needs $2,500 instead of the $1,900 previously agreed on. Dexter realizes that uh, Ed was the guy who got him into that car accident, quote-unquote. He was the one that drove in front of uh, Dexter and made him swerve into the teacher's car. Right. So, yeah, he's understandably pissed at him, but... That all goes away when he tastes Ed's secret sauce. Ooh, that's gross. <sighs> there are so many of those puns in this movie, like, I want to get his sauce, and he's the only one who can feed me, things like that. I, I don't know if the, the 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 writers were trying to go for those double entendres, but as an adult, I, I giggled like a, like a schoolboy. Yeah. <laughs> The sauce is so goddamn good, everyone there at the store or the restaurant tries it, and they decide this is going to be our way to beat Mondo Burger. Ed, go back there and start making that secret sauce. And overnight, it transforms the entire business. Now, they're a complete success again. They're beating Mondo Burger. People are le- again, Mondo Burger has been open two days at this point, mm-hmm. and now already Good Burger's back at it. It's a real crusty Crab Chum Bucket situation going on here. And I was watching this with uh, Jamie, my roommate, who's been on the uh, podcast a few times. Essentially... Kurt's really just plankton, you know what I mean? He kind of is, yeah. Because <laughs> they're always in. He's always looking for that secret sauce. I wonder how much SpongeBob was influenced by the genius of Good Burger. Oh, probably not at all. But we do get this little uh, montage of 
how successful the store is becoming set to the aforementioned I'm a dude, she's a dude, we're all dudes song. And uh, you'll hear that a, a bit later. Maybe you've already heard it because I'm definitely using that for our music. <laughs> it sounds like a real big fish cover. <laughs> I'm a dude. She's a dude. Oh, my God. I, He's I having remember... fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. <laughs> I remember singing this song, too, as a kid. Like, fuck. I yeah, I... This is one of those movies where you look back on how you felt about it and you just, you kind of hate your younger self. Like, you kind of wish you could go give Small Zack a, uh, a swift kick to the shins. <laughs> well, Dexter, he drafts a contract, I guess, to, because they're making so much money, the owner of Good Burger decides that for every burger we sell, I'm going to give you uh, tw- 20 cents or some shit like that, Ed, because the, the secret sauce is so instrumental in their success. So Dexter decides he's going to take 80% of that cut, Ed can have 20%, and he's totally cool with that because, again, he's just a dumbass. But Ed wants a friendship with Dexter, so he d- agrees to show him his, you know, his secret place, which when he says, hey, I want to show you my secret place, there's a lot of, like, gay panic. This movie, despite being for kids, filled with transphobia and uh, gay panic, I will That's add. That's right. I remember the gay panic in this <laughs> yeah. movie and seeing it now just being like, ah, yikes, man. But we do get the one moment of some, some sort of, like, character development where Dexter, you know, shares the story of how his father left him when he was young. He got him a yo-yo when he was, like, seven years old and and you know there's a little they make some sort of attempt to to make flesh out these characters but the next day they make this delivery they're driving around in this giant it's like a burger burger mobile it's just got a giant hamburger on the front of this yeah the hood of this car again i don't i don't know of any fast food restaurant that's delivering back then but whatever um our boy kurt is so pissed off when he sees that ed and dexter on live TV the next day because they wind up making a delivery to Shaq. Shaq's oh, in this Shaquille movie. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal's in this movie. <laughs> oh my God, is he ever better performance than uh, Kazam? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of, because he just like he kind of plays off as like annoyed and doesn't really want to be here, and uh, that's exactly what it was calling for for this scene. And he loves that fucking secret sauce, dude. I love that secret sauce. So good. But- but Kurt, so infuriated by this. I, that was a great one, dude. I thought he was here. Thanks. Yeah, Kurt is so inflamed by this that he puts his knee through the fucking TV screen at work. I, <laughs> Jesus, Kurt. This guy's my, I know, he's my best friend. I love yeah, this guy. Yeah, Kurt's the coolest fucking character in this movie. So he decides we need that secret sauce. Uh, and the burgers, they need to be even bigger. So he forces the kitchen to make them three times the size of good burgers. And he offers Ed a job so that he can make the secret sauce for him, dude. Mm. Ed, meanwhile, trying to endear himself to Dexter, gets him the exact same yo-yo that he was given when he was a kid by his dad to Dexter. And this really, you know, gets to the center. He gets to his heart. He realizes, oh, fuck, man. Ed's not just a complete dipshit. He actually cares. He wants to be my friend. I feel like shit for taking the money because he's like, hey, I used that $13 that I was given for work. By the way, when they start talking about hourly wages and shit, it makes me <laughs> very sad. Ooh, he's talking cringes, about like $5 right? an hour. How about, how would you, how would you like $10 an hour? How's 10 bucks an hour sound, bro? Yeah. And definitely like the little kid in me was like, 10 bucks an hour fucking jump on that dude. <laughs> yeah dude you'll be rich bro but the uh but the man nearing my 30s uh today <laughs> is definitely uh 
crying inside here in ten dollars an hour <laughs> i don't know man still bigger than the uh, minimum wage federal minimum wage it's true fuck this government <laughs> oof my goof <laughs> uh. that's the end of nostalgia be damned i'll be in prison next week <laughs> peace luckily for us kurt has a secret weapon he's going to employ roxanne to get quote get the sauce from ed who could Roxanne possibly be? I thought it could have been Denise Richards back in, I'm thinking mid-90s, kind of, you know, beautiful women who may have been exposed at some point somehow, maybe during a commercial or something, to 90s youth. But oh no. No, dude. There's There was only one woman we thought was hot <laughs> back in 1990. It's Carmen Electra. Ooh, boy, oh boy. What a performance she gives. I can't, like, honestly, I think we're, I think... At, like it's so obvious that it of course it's Carmen Electra we're lucky it wasn't Pam Anderson oh that I was gonna say that's the that's really the only other there were only like two or three women in the 90s right yeah there were only two women in the 90s <laughs> Carmen Electra Pam Anderson and uh Angelina Jolie wasn't gonna be around for a couple more years but uh she was getting there wow well I was so happy to see Carmen Electra uh even for the few the briefest of moments she's on screen she comes into Good Burger asks Ed out on a date and of course he's a oblivious- to everything doesn't quite understand what's happening nonetheless he's convinced to go monique agrees to go on this like sort of double date with them two and dexter and they go mini golfing classic double date dude so honestly like it's it's a timeless double date i fucking love mini golfing but this date doesn't go you know as intended roxanne is knocked out with a golf ball there's a lot of uh pratfalls a lot of slapstick comedy right around here because she even tries to kiss ed at one point he's just completely just doesn't want it he doesn't want it he i think think he's an asexual being honestly i was gonna say he's asexual yeah yeah but monique and dexter they're not asexual they fucking smooch dude first kiss roxanne decides to quit out of frustration and when we see her again she's in crutches and <laughs> like casts and shit because she's been beating the shit out of my head accidentally we were super into accidentally harming women in the 90s during like romantic meet cutes and whatnot yeah it like that was everywhere yeah if a woman was leaving a first date not accidentally injured because of some quirky misstep uh, it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> wasn't a good date. Wasn't a good movie, dude. Yeah, I'm taking that out. Eject. But the next day, you know, Dexter tries to get back in with Monique. They kissed the night before, but she's not having it. She's pissed because he left his jacket and inside said jacket was the contract. Why wouldn't you who, leave what? that at home? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, why you're carrying this this contract trying to, you know, trick your friend into signing away all the money he's making. But either way, you shouldn't have that at home. And also, who drafted this contract? Was his mom a lawyer? Where's the mom? <laughs> and when, like, you're, you're already, like, several thousand dollars in debt. Did you go to a notary to, <laughs> to have this, like, and a lawyer to just, like, double check this and be like, yeah, I can draw up a contract for your 10-cent burger deal? <laughs> <laughs> holy shit what the fuck so it's lunch break again dexter and ed they're sharing a burger there's this homeless dog what, what appears this dog's very hungry starts barking at them to feed them so they set down a mondo burger uh one of the giant ones and the dog refuses to eat it but he does eat the good burger the very small thin one without the secret sauce hang on a second something's up with these burger patties that's fishy something smells fucking Fishy, we gotta break into Mondo Burger to see what the fuck's actually going on. But we can't just break in as ourselves. And this is the 90s, mid 90s, dude. How are we gonna break in? What are we gonna look like? Oh, we have to cross dress, Brandon. <laughs> 
we have to dress as women to get and in here. It, it, you know what? You know what hurts about this? Obviously, this is like such a '90s thing—the cross dressing and like, oh, what a cheap laugh! God damn it, Brandon! If it wasn't the to me the funniest part of the movie, <laughs> which part? Like, when when I, Keenan Thompson's yelling about when water, Ta- water, water, water. <laughs> it, it is like. I, I'm so ashamed to admit that that is the only part of this movie that I laughed at. <laughs> oh, man. He's well, funny, man. He's a good character yeah, actor. I don't know what else is. to say. Like, yeah. he's, There's a lot of those like, little like ticks and stuff and, and uh, things that he would bring on to SNL that you've seen him do uh, countless times that really probably either started here or just before. So it is kind of yeah fun to see him still do those exact same things in his 40s. <laughs> I know, but it's just it like it does feel so so cheap now that we're looking at it, and it's like they they made them dress up as women for a laugh. Oh, it's of like, course, oh, God. Well, it turns out that uh, Kurt has been injecting the burgers with an illegal chemical called triampathol. I think it's called something like that. Either way, shark poison. <laughs> Oh my god, shark poison. Oh fuck. Okay, well before we shark get to poison. before we get to shark poison, this chemical, yeah, triampathol, illegal, makes the burgers grow. Uh, a phone call. Again, Kurt, he might be 20 years old. I don't know how old he is. Regardless, I cannot I cannot put him past the year 25, but it's, let's say he's 25. Nope. I'm just saying outrageously he's 25. He owns this massive restaurant. He also has such connections that he just a simple phone call to Demented Hills gets both Ed and Dexter brought to an insane asylum. Uh, holy shit. Let's get into this scene, man. Dude, fast fast food is cutthroat, man. You're either in this world or you're dead. <laughs> Fuck, man. No, I, that's the thing. One, we had so many. There were a lot of uh, movies, I think, set in this time period specifically that were about dueling businesses, like restaurants versus restaurants, boutique shops versus shops, like them trying to outmaneuver the other and destroy the other's business. Capitalism was going so fast. <laughs> Fucking strong at this point. <laughs> They're like, let's just write scripts about it. Holy shit, set kids' movies in them. Anyway, this so demented hills. That is what this mental health <laughs> asylum is called. I there's I I want. I'm trying to remember. There's a fucking tagline underneath. This is demented hills. I think it says something like restricting the disturbed. It says yes. That's what it says. Restricting the disturbed. <laughs> something like that. It. It gives off a real one flew over the cuckoo's nest vibe. I feel like that's what they were trying to go for, right? Oh, I mean, if they wanted to offend everyone, yeah, that's what they're going for. Uh, Half expecting Danny DeVito to be coming in like, uh, come on, hit me. Hit me, Martini. It's fucking (laughs) crazy. They're put into straight jackets and thrown into a safe room to to prevent the misdeeds from coming to light. It's like that Clint Eastwood movie Changeling with Angelina Jolie. It's pretty much the same thing, dude. Yeah. Only with yeah, good burgers. Uh, but this is just ridiculous. I mean, patients are eating playing cards, and fucking Linda Cardellini shows up out of nowhere. This is her feature film debut, by the way. What? Uh, as Yeah, as just this mentally crazy person who's talking about freeing the kangaroos from the zoo and all this shit. It's just... It's, That's crazy. It's, I didn't know this was her film debut. She is, like, one of my favorite actresses. I love Linda Cardellini. Oh, she's fantastic. I mean, check out our previous episode on Scooby-Doo for more on Cardellini. But yeah, this I believe she was in some TV shows and spots like that. But this was her first movie. And what an impression she makes, dude. Yeah. Uh, talking about, like, people coming to get her or some weird shit. 
Yep, and not only is she here, uh, George Clinton uh, is here as well, the musician. They actually start to play his music over a loudspeaker, and uh, there's a dance number similar to Thriller, but with mentally deficient patients. Uh, So we skipped over, though, we did skip over uh, one of our favorite scenes, though, Brandon, uh, because this happens after... Uh, Kurt decides to take matters into his own hands, break into Good Burger to try and steal some of that sauce, or not steal the sauce, but put Good Burger out of business. You know how he does it, Brandon? I don't know. He probably poisons it with some sort of chemical. What what sort of chemical? Shark poison! <laughs> Dude, I had to rewind to see if that's what he actually said. I was like, it, could, I did too. I did shark I, poison? I rewound that too. I was like, am I mishearing it? Is this like some sort of common chemical that I just don't know about? No, he says shark poison because that's such a 90s way of thinking. First of all, let's poison someone. That's badass as hell. Second of all, like that's not quite like it's badass, (laughs) but we need to take it up another level. What's fucking cooler than poison? Sharks, dude. Sharks. (laughs) You have so many questions like, is this made of shark that makes it poison? Is this poison specifically meant to kill sharks? And what effect does it have on humans? Where do they get it? Why do you feel the need to poison the sharks? I mean, I you know what? This guy also has unlimited access to some sort of non-FDA approved chemical that makes several grow at like five times its size with just a drop. So of course this guy can get a hold of shark poison. Yeah, That's Kurt's it. a fucking man, dude. Yeah, Kurt's fucking sweet. We all know that. Everybody knows that. All the listeners know that Kurt is fucking sweet. But Abe Vigoda, uh, <laughs> yeah, he catches on and doesn't think shark poison's so cool either, and he's thrown into Demented Hills as well. So that's when we get the the dance number that comes seemingly out of nowhere. We just like it's one of those things. Like, okay, we're checking off all the we're checking off all the '90s things that we need to get checked off. We have a rollerblading montage. We have Carmen Electra. We have Shark Poison. What are we missing? Oh, dance routine out of nowhere for no reason. And how can we spruce this up a bit? Let's get the security guards involved. You know, they seem like straight laced guys, but once they cut a rug, oh, and they hear that music, oh shit, dude. We're having a good time. That's when we see dance fighting, too, because uh, they end up beating up the guards to get the keys. That's right. And they escape that room, get into another room where there was this most dangerous uh, patient is held. You know, Ed lets him go. They give a couple of high fives. I think that guy actually kills some people off screen because you see him run away and then you hear a bunch of like violence off camera. (laughs) I'm reasonably sure he, he straight up murdered someone. And you know what? This also admittedly, and we kind of, we made light of this earlier about how they were kind of doing one flew over the cuckoo's nest. This scene also kind of made me laugh a little bit. If like, you just don't think about it too hard because one flew over the cuckoo's nest aims ends the same way where he picks up the, you know, the giant guy in the facility picks up the water fountain and throws it through a window to escape. Yeah. And in this scene, they, they just throw the people out the window. That kind of like... Oh, that's a joke. <laughs> well, probably... Yeah, well, probably not the intention of the filmmakers made me laugh as like, of 
weird, subtle nod to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I have no idea if that's what they intended. 90s Nickelodeon kids loved nothing more than references to Milos Forman films. <laughs> so yes, yeah, I'm, glad they, exactly. I'm glad they threw that in here. I will say this got almost maybe the, the, <laughs> the best laugh out of me the entire movie is when Abe Vigoda fucking throws himself out this window because they, again, they're all like, they're three stories up or whatever. Kel jumps out and then Abe Vigoda tuck and rolls out of this fucking... <laughs> this poor fucking guy, man. Man. He's like one of he's one of America's yeah, most beloved actors. He played Tessio in The Godfather. <laughs> oh my god. And, and he's yeah. fucking debasing himself jumping out windows in Good Burger. But yeah, I thought this is where the the the, the blossoming of the relationship between Cardellini who plays Heather and uh, Ed would begin, but no, she decides to stay behind. So the three of them escape, they get off, they steal an ice cream truck and there's a chase. They got to get back to Good Burger before someone tries the shark poisoned <laughs> meat. We don't want that to happen. Uh Fuck. let's see checklist. Uh oh, car chase check. Got yep. it. And they're also going to take out the mailbox for the second time of Sinbad's Mr. Wheat. That guy can't catch a break, dude. Can't catch a fucking break. But they arrive just in time for Ed to tackle an old lady just as she's about to take her first bite. He explains the situation. They call the police, and then they decide they got to get to Mondo Burger to prove that the food chemical uh, that they're putting in their burgers is harmful to people as well. So they break in. There's a condiment fight. You know, Ed sabotages the, the meat by pouring the chemical inside it instead of just grabbing the tube, which, which you know, Dexter was very adamant about, just get one of the tubes, I'll distract him, and then we'll bring the tube to the police and shut this whole place down. But Ed sabotages the meat, the, the burgers start to grow, and then they just start fucking exploding. They all just blow up. Did, what a disturbing scene for a Nickelodeon kids film, just flesh flying everywhere. Yeah, Hamburg fucking shooting at windows and stuff. What is this supposed to imply? That if I were to eat enough of this chemical, my entire fucking stomach would erupt and blow up like this? There's you so need to, much you need to You need to stop looking deep into this film. There is no commentary on the fast food industry in this. They were not thinking, oh, if you eat enough burger, that'll kill you. You'll explode. And it, I no, don't know, dude, man. It's fucking... It's not. It's you need to stop. <laughs> There's so many burger explosions. It causes this like mini earthquake, which forces the Mondo Burger logo, this giant burger, to fall from the sign. And where does it fall, dude? Right on Mr. Wheat's car. Sinbad again. Fucking can't catch a break. This no. Guy. Kurt, our, no, no, our badass dude. Kurt, he gets arrested. He's got meat stuck all over him as he's getting thrown into the police car. This is maybe one of the only, I guess, real clever moments of the movie is when you know Dexter asks why he didn't just grab the chemical like he wanted and then ed goes into this like two minute explanation of his real plan that he was thinking the whole time that he knew that the because of the congestion of the court system that had he just taken the chemical it would have you know like tied the court the the, the court case up and nothing would have really it happened. is the craziest moment of clarity in this movie not only from that character's perspective but just like that the writers of this movie thought enough about how to close their own loopholes. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like it is it is so just like very clear. But yeah, they're you know, they're lauded as heroes. And I mean that's that's pretty much it, right? I mean, yeah, we get one more scene where uh God forbid we don't get one more welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger, can I take your order? Flashes uh, a smile, fade, fade to, to black. black. Good burger. Holy fuck. 
Zach, was Good Burger a good time? Uh, I mean, not really, man. I, you know, it's weird because we've seen movies like this where just, you know, within five seconds, you know this isn't probably going to be a good movie. And this is one of those movies. Um, and it was very interesting for me because I haven't seen Good Burger in a long time. And I haven't seen all that or... Keenan and Kel in a long time, and it gave me an opportunity to go back and sort of revisit that blurry moment of my childhood where I was really into stuff like this. Um, that being said, this movie, I mean, I I just don't see how it holds up. It was probably great in the 90s for kids who were really into this, but it just, you know, things have changed <laughs> since then. You, you know what I mean? It just has, and it is by no means a good movie. Uh, strangely though, at the same time watching it, I didn't feel as much frustration as I have watching some of the other movies we've done on this podcast. I just like, it ended and I just kind of felt blank. I was like, oh, it's 930 now. You know what I mean? Like I started this at eight and it's 930 now. Um, that, that's, (laughs) that was my main takeaway from the movie. (laughs) So I think that's written on the back of the DVD case, like a critic's (laughs) quote, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's, it's an hour and a half. I started this at eight. Yeah. Yeah, It's an hour and a half later. That's my review. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, Look, I I know there's a lot of people who are diehard about this movie, and maybe there's, you know, sort of that SpongeBob effect where there's a couple jokes in here that just like, oh, they're being smarter than they let on. But honestly, it's not as many as you would think. Uh, it is a lot of just kind of nonsense. And Ed, um, while a good sketch character, is not a character I want to be seeing for 90 minutes straight. It's just grating, and it kind of stops any momentum in this film. Uh, it's got a 32 on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to stick right with 32. I really don't think it, you know, it deserves any more praise than that. Um, but it's certainly not the worst movie we've watched. I will agree with you. Yeah, it's not the worst that we've watched. I will say that I am so thankful that this type of this type of kids entertainment doesn't really exist anymore or at least not in this way. I just the most cloying and irritating parts of, of 90s culture all kind of uh, synthesized into this one movie mm-hmm. into 95 minutes. It, I, I do, I love Keenan Thompson, honestly, and I, I can watch him in just about anything. I, I will say that this movie holds up, I think, maybe a little better than like a Fat Albert, just because that movie, from what I can remember, was almost unwatchable. Uh, Kel, but Kel's character, man, Ed, I get that he's supposed to be so, you know, well-meaning and, and, and just kind of a doofus, but he is... Irritating. Oh my God, irritating to the next level. Yeah, like I just, it, I find that such a hang up. Um, but you're right. The movie's like pretty breezy. It moves at a clip. I fucking Kurt is the man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kurt for life. <laughs> if a kid today watched this movie for the first time, I don't believe them having any sort of entertainment value. Uh, no, no way. Kids are kids are way smarter than yes, this now. And I honestly, as a parent, if I had kids, wouldn't want them to see this because, again, a lot of weird, offensive shit that shouldn't be in a kid's movie. Um, but but I will say, as the ba- from the basis of this show, what we do here, as a 90s kid revisiting this, it really does... It's a time capsule and a fucking half, man. I love the 90s fashion. And, and if you want that kind of burst of... of I guess comic in quotations, but comic energy and what they were doing with 
Nickelode- this is fucking Nickelodeon in the 90s. Like, this is it. And if you want to revisit that, I guess this is it's worth a watch. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure probably sketches on all that and, and Keenan and Kel, the show, hold up better. But if you want that little blast of nostalgia, it you could do worse. So I will, I will agree with you. I'll give it like a 25, 30. It's somewhere in there. It's not a good movie by any standards, but... It, it's, it could be a fun drinking movie to watch with your, you know, your 90s buddies in order to kind of recapture what it was like to live in that decade. Because, man, whew, what a time to be alive. It really, watching this felt like a time capsule. I hadn't seen it in so long, and it just snowballed into, well, now I, I wanted to watch some of the weird, like, Nickelodeon sketch shows and Keenan and Kel. Like, I, I watched some of the monologues on that, and that show, like... And it's weird because, like you said, just you kind of see where Keenan Thompson morphs into one of America's most beloved sketch artists. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, so it is. It's very interesting, um, humble beginnings. But yeah, I like you said. I just can't really recommend this to anybody for the nostalgia. Do you uh, have anything you would like to recommend, Zach? Anything over the last fucking month and a half or whatever it's been since we recorded last? We can go through it quick. But yeah, I've seen a bunch of things. Um, in terms of TV shows, you have to watch The Watchmen if you haven't. I think it's great. Um, movies though, and forgive me, Brandon, I'm, I'm going to take these two popular movies cause I know you've seen more than I have. Um, I saw the Irishman on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's, it's great. I don't know what fucking people are complaining about. It's too long. Who gives a shit? You're watching <laughs> legends on screen. And like in terms of Scorsese movies, it is, I mean, it's right up there with like every Scorsese movie that I've ever really loved. It reminds me of Casino a lot. Um, it's a lot more, it feels a lot more serious than Goodfellas, but it's still, it's really good. Pacino's great. Uh, De Niro is probably the weakest in that cast, which I find bizarre. Um, but it's, but that just speaks to the cast. I, he's not bad. He's, it's just, yeah, he's definitely understated. Yeah. That character is a little underwhelming in turn, but everything about it is, is really good. I highly recommend it if you haven't gotten it gotten around to it uh the other one and i'm kind of uh hopping on the train here i went around and saw parasite fuck yeah dude. parasite's fantastic i like i i don't want to talk about it much more than that um because i didn't have the ending spoiled to me but i kind of had like an idea of like sort of where that movie was going so i wasn't like as blown away as i probably would have been if i knew nothing about the movie um, so I won't get into it, but it is well worth the watch if you haven't seen it. Nice, nice. Well, I'm trying to think. What was what was the last actual episode we released, dude? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What the fuck was Bring it? it up. Signs. We watched Signs. Signs. Okay, so it was back in October. So we didn't. Do, okay, I'm literally just gonna rattle these off super fucking quick. So yeah, saw the Irishman. Loved it. Great. Uh, Doctor Sleep was fucking awesome, dude. I really enjoyed it. Was not really. Yeah, I didn't expect much just because I was worried. Yeah. I couldn't bring myself Based off around of, yeah, to it. Recover- I know, and I, I've heard a lot of people didn't like it as much, and I, it didn't do well at the box office, but I implore a lot of people to check that out when, when it does come out, because it's, it's, it's worth it. I liked it. Uh, Ford v. Ferrari, super fun, like really well made, just kind of sports movie, like the performances. Honey Boy, Shia LaBeouf, fucking really good. That one, I mean, hard to watch. Uh, I don't know if it'll necessarily bleed over into a lot of mainstream awards mm-hmm. circuit type stuff, but worth a watch when that comes out. Uh, Knives Out, one of my favorite movies of this year. I fucking love that. Wow. Movie. Real fun, like murder mystery. Waves was really good. Waves and Queen and Slim, two kind of little scene independent movies that I think people should see more of. 
uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the Mr. Rogers one, I thought it was okay. It's not one that I, I, I don't know. That was one that everyone was saying how great it was, and it was okay. It was fine. The documentary's better. I just don't need it. I don't need it. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I also didn't, didn't need Frozen 2 either, but I did see that. And, uh, you know, you don't need to see that either. It's sad when I thought the first one was actually better, which a lot of people are saying is not the case. And I didn't really even like the first one all that much. So, you know, it's it's a kid's movie, so whatever. I'm not yeah, digging it too yeah, hard. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, Jumanji, the next level, saw that last week, dude. And, and for someone, us two, when I remember that Welcome to the Jungle was first released, we fucking railed on that and was not expecting it to be nearly as entertaining as it was. I liked it a lot. And it turned out to be all right. Yeah, it turned out to be a pretty good movie. Better than the original Jumanji, in my opinion. Uh, this one, I wouldn't say is as good as that one, but it is still pretty fun. If, if, if you enjoyed that one, this one's worth a watch. And uh, lastly, Uncut Gems. I saw last night, actually pretty cool Q&A with Adam Sandler. Dude, fucking loved it. I love those guys the Safdie brothers they did good time and this one is just as like stressful and bizarre and weird and well acted but really liked it if I have one movie that I don't want to recommend it's three from hell uh the trilogy capper for Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses movies uh you can skip it (laughs) fair enough Good to know. And I have a strong feeling that we'll be wanting to skip our uh, next week's movie. We do plan on releasing one last uh, one last episode for 2019. We'll try to get it out by Christmas uh, if all goes well. And like we said at the beginning of the show, expect us to be going week by week in 2020 back at it again. But we're traveling to 1998 for Jack Frost next week. <laughs> <sighs> we've like we've been putting this. this is, we've been doing this a lot lately, where we've just been doing movies we've been putting off we've been putting this one off forever i would say uh, literally years I mean, we get to the point where years. we're doing christmas movies there's a narrow subset of you know from 90s to 2005 that we can pick from and this was one that was always on the list we just wanted to not do it <laughs> but we're legitimately we're starting to run out of some of the christmas movies in that at least ones that we think are going to be good enough for the podcast and this movie is like it just expect a bad movie expect us to probably rail on this movie. It's going to be good, though. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah, Michael Keaton, Mark Addy, looking, Kelly Preston, I think, is in this one. Oh, yeah, man. Looking forward to checking that out. I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to checking it out, but, you know, we'll be doing it. <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah, we'll also having to be paying hard-earned cash. I don't believe this is streaming anywhere currently, so, you know, a good two or three bucks is going to Jack Frost for you guys. So Yeah, we're know. doing this for you guys, so uh, that's probably a good time to just bring up, please, for the love of God. <laughs> Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell everybody you know about this podcast. If you want to give us a gift this holiday season, please just let a friend know. Also, write us a review on iTunes or Facebook. We're there. We're on Podbean. We're on Twitter. We're on fucking... Did I say Facebook? Yeah, you know, other other podcasting apps as well. And it greatly appreciates the more reviews, the more eyes, the more ears we get on the show. So please just tell a friend. And follow us on Twitter at, at Nostalgia Damned. It's the worst Twitter handle in the world, but that's what we have. Anything else, Brandon? Anything else you want to bring up? I don't quite think so, man. I think that's good. I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of Nostalgia Be Damn. Check us out next week. Thank you for sticking with us. I'm a dude. He's a dude. <laughs> We're all She's dudes. She's a dude. dude. That's what it, it comes down to, Brandon. We're all dudes. Just hanging out. Just having fun. We're number one. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. Hey, I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. Hey, what are we doing now? Uh, come, we're breaking it down. Uh, uh.
Uh, 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 no.